The Buffalo Bills improved to two and one on the season after taking down the Washington Commanders 37 to three. You are now listening to the Watering Buffalo podcast with your hosts, Justin Goddard and Andrew Chang. Bills Mafia, welcome into another episode of the Wandering Buffalo podcast, a show on the Buffalo Fanbase Podcast Network. My name is Justin. I'm going to be your host today. And Bills Mafia, we got another win to talk about today. Um, Bills taking down the Commanders 37-3. Just a very lopsided feeling game. Um, One of those games that we had got to experience a lot of times last year where it kind of just from the beginning never really felt like it it was in doubt um all around great game from the offense great game from the defense um so we're gonna get right into it i'm gonna start out this week with um things i didn't like in the game um should be a pretty easy segment here you know (laughs) pretty thorough dismantling so there's not much to dislike um i'm gonna start off with we talked a little bit last week about um, kind of like the wide receiver room and the moves that we made to try to improve the room. Um, and kind of last year, it, it so much falling on digs and it was, it was digs and no one else. Um, and it kind of saw that in today's game. Um, you know, Allen spread the ball all over the place, a bunch of different people catching passes, but there was nobody that had, you know, really like marquee impacts on the game gabe davis had the the nice um 35 yard strike for a touchdown um but outside of that he had four targets and that was his only reception um and then kind of everybody else the next highest receiver was um trent shearfield getting a total of 18 yards um i mean it's okay in a game like this It, it doesn't really end up mattering um but kind of in a game where you're facing a better opponent that might be able to to do more to limit digs. Um, I mean, he he was like 50% of your passing offense. Um, so just something to keep an eye on. In particular for me, it's Deontay Hardy right now. I was really excited for him coming in. And we just haven't really seen much from him to this point. Um, just very limited usage and you know a lot of the stuff they're doing with him are like these jet sweeps these bubble screens where he's starting with the ball behind the line of scrimmage um but i mean all total total for him he had four touches uh for 13 yards it's just not a very very efficient usage there and I understand kind of like that McKenzie role that we've we've seen in the past. Um, some of those jet sweeps are like really successful and sometimes they get sniffed out by the defense and it's it's kind of like a high risk, high reward type of play. Um, but we really just haven't seen any level of success um, with, with that from him thus far this season. Um, second thing I didn't like, again, we're going to get real ticky tacky here. Um, didn't love, uh, allowing that field goal at the end. Uh, I know it doesn't, you know, matter in the grand scheme of anything. Um, but to just go like three and three quarters of the game and just have a drive end in the field goal on the, on 
you know what was the second last drive um it's just nice to see the the bills serve up a donut not a big deal um always nice to finish out the game with with a shutout <laughs> excuse me um other thing i didn't like again very small detail doesn't really matter um james cook coming up two yards short on after that long run um nothing against him you know players get caught from behind and whatnot uh but just an absolute beautiful run he ripped off uh, i believe it went for 34 yards and gets tackled just short of the goal line and it's not that he didn't get in the end zone there i do want to see him you know make it into the end zone i think part of this running back room is going to be latavius murray and um damian harris stealing goal line snaps and i want cook to score where he can because I, I don't i think he's going to do like the bulk of the rushing the bulk of the yardage and then when we get in tight um it's not really going to be his time to shine um but what i disliked about that the most is that two yards that he came up shy um would have put him at 100 yards for the day and i believe that was um latavius murray ends up punching that in for a two-yard touchdown um i would have really loved for them to just kind of force cook in there even if it's not going to be you know his typical usage just to let the guy get to 100 yards and, and get a touchdown on the day but uh i i feel like that's that's part of like you know the fan in me that that wants to see the stats I, I don't think they care about that nearly as much in the locker room but that's just me uh and then the last thing i did not like today and this has absolutely nothing to do with the bills um but our next week opponent the miami dolphins just went out there and hung 70 points on the broncos um now, I don't think the Broncos are any sort of, you know, world beater team. Um, you know, we see teams get boat raced all the time in the NFL, um, but 70 is a big number. Um, that might be the highest point total that I've seen from a team that I can ever remember. Um, and I still think the Bills are the team to beat in the AFC East. Um, but Miami's really showing like, they're a different team you know they're there's not some flash in the pan um they can move the ball they can score they have speed everywhere um it's going to be a big challenge next week and you know fortunately historically josh allen has played some really good football against the dolphins i'm pretty sure he's only lost to them once since he's been drafted by the team um but yeah, this is a different Dolphins team. And I guess the other thing I don't like, and this is just commentary on the AFC East in general, is is we are all just content to be shitty teams in the AFC East when <laughs> when the Patriots were dominating. Uh, Bills get to, you know, be the best team in the division by an easy margin for like two years and everybody else decided to get good at the same time. I mean, the Jets are in a different situation now. Um now that they don't have Aaron Rodgers for the season. Um, but you're talking Bills, Dolph Dolphins, Jets all kind of had this come up, you know, one year after the other. And, you know, the Dolphins are a legit team right now. And I I'm making no mistakes about the Jets. They're 
they're one quarterback away from from being a legit contender as well. Um, to the point where adding Aaron Rodgers was making them Super Bowl favorites. Uh, I'm not going that far with it. Um, but I mean, th- that team is set up for the future uh, with young defensive weapons, young offensive weapons, all kinds of talent on that roster. And if they just get kind of middling quarterback play, they're going to win a lot of games. Um, but that's really it for things I didn't like this week. Um, stick around. I'm going to take a quick break. And on the other side, we'll talk about things that I did like. Hey, this is Bill's Vader. Now back to the show. Bill's Mafia, welcome back in. And thank you again for joining me on this week's episode of the Wandering Buffalo podcast. We're going to dive back in and talk about things that I did like this week. And I'm going to kind of limit how much I talk about here. Um, I don't want to, you know, turn the show into an hour long thing, but there was a ton to like from this game. And I want to start out with the defense and in particular, Terrell Bernard, um, that middle linebacker position was the biggest, you know, debate position that we talked about in the off season. Uh, I'm not going to speak for anybody else, but I had giant concerns going into this season and it was largely based on wanting it to be Bernard. You know, we invested a third round pick in him. He's got some time in the system, but we'd never really seen him play. He he had like some spot duty. Then we didn't get to see him, you know, throughout the preseason um, to kind of let this position battle play out. And, you know, he ends up getting the nod as the starter and we're just kind of hoping for the best. And, you know, through the first three games of the season, I think he's played great. And matching him up with Milano and some of the things that he was able to do, uh, in particular today, some of the opportunistic stuff. I mean, this dude had two sacks today, an interception, and a fumble recovery. Like that that's a ridiculous stat line. And I don't wanna I'm not I'm not gonna do like this one for one comparison to Edmonds. Uh, I mean, they were very different football players. Uh, Bernard's still very young in his career. You know, it, I, I need to see this kind of week over week um, to know that it's going to be sustained. I don't expect him to have this game every week, but, you know, that type of impact. Um, but I, I'm putting this game kind of right up there with some of the best games I can think of that Edmonds had over a five year career with the team. Um, that's just a, a stupid stat line. Um, so kudos for to Bernard. Um, shout out for shutting anybody up that had <laughs> doubts about you going into the season because uh, that dude went out and balled today. Um, defense in general. Talking nine sacks today. And they did exactly what I was hoping for in this game. And it's something that we've seen so much from this defense um, under Frazier, now under McDermott, um, of being able to take advantage of young quarterbacks. Um, Sam Howell, not a rookie, but kind of getting his first starting action. And he was kind of balling out the first couple of games of the season. Um, had the commanders ride in 2-0 and came into this game. And I was kind of hoping that the 
the Bills were able to use some of that disguise coverages they do. Um, you know, look like you're going to blitz, pull people into coverage. Um, all, the, all the fun little stuff that they do to confuse quarterbacks. And not only were they able to do that and, you know, affect it on the back end with interceptions coming away with four today, um, but that defensive line was gassed up today. Like I said, nine total sacks from the team. Daquan Jones, still waiting for him to get his extension. He gets one and a half sacks. Uh, Ed Oliver, a sack and a half. Leonard Floyd with two. Uh, Greg Rousseau getting one. AJ Epinesa with a with a sack and then a, a pick six as well, which was absolutely fun to watch. Um, but yeah, this, this defensive line is something I've talked about so much in the past and we've invested so many assets into this defensive line over the years and just not really gotten it right. And, you know, it's a one game sample size. I don't expect them to get nine sacks every week, um, but they they went out there and they did it today. And it, it wasn't, you know, one person taking over the game. It was contributions from everybody. Um, Leonard Floyd having a great game and really a great start to his career with the Bills. Um, oh, yeah. And we did all of this with Von Miller still not active with the team. Um, we're, we're able to put up these numbers right now with that defensive line. And we don't have, you know, our top three players on the team. One of the best pass rushers um, at, at the very least active right now, let alone, you know, where he stands historically. Um, so it just kind of gives me confidence that when he does come back, we can ease him back in if we need to. Um, we can have him take a little bit less snaps if, you know, if if it makes him more impactful. I know he was always um, a high snap percentage guy, so maybe that's not something they want to do. Um, but there's options on the table. Um, Greg Rousseau continuing to develop into this really blossom into this really effective defensive end. Um, love seeing Trey White get an interception out there today. Um I thought there, you know, was a couple times he got beat a little bit, but the the Trey White interception today was kind of like vintage Trey, you know, just being where he was supposed to be, playing really smart football. Um, love seeing love seeing him, you know, back to playing at that Trey White level. Um, on offense, kind of second week in a row, I, I got to give the props to the offensive line. Um, no sacks allowed today. And this was a very different defensive front than we faced against the Raiders last week, um, where the Raiders kind of had that marquee game wrecker and Max Crosby and, you know, some some other guys filling in next to him, especially with Chandler Jones, not with the team um, this week. Uh, this week was a different kind of matchup with um, really kind of first round picks all over that defensive line um you know that we ended up getting tim settle from the commanders um kind of just because there was so much talent ahead of him he wasn't really getting on the field um but you know chase young montez sweat deron Payne. um this is a team that I believe they had nine sacks through the first two games and zero today and that's just it, it makes me excited for this offensive line 
going forward throughout the season because it is somewhere where we've struggled a lot in the past. And again, I, everything I'm talking about today, I'm giving it with the context of it's a one-game sample size. Um, but that commander's line has some dudes on the other side and um, they were able to to really protect Josh today. Um, speaking of Josh, um, really like the game that he had today and you know, this isn't gonna, his numbers today aren't gonna, you know, merit him his second consecutive, you know, AFC player, offensive player of the week. Um, kind of really pedestrian looking numbers. Um, ends up 20 for 32, 218 yards, a touchdown interception. The interception this week, I, I don't really have a problem with. It, it was kind of like a third and long and took a shot down the field. That's something that we see happen very often where the flag comes out or Josh is able to hit the deep throw. It ends up being an interception. It's an arm punt. The commanders start with the ball inside their own 10. Um, and I'm, I'm perfectly okay with him taking chances like that in a game where the commanders aren't really doing anything on offense and you've been able to move the ball. Um, take the shot and I, I believe it was a one-on-one -on -one matchup so you know not forcing it into triple coverage um but there were a couple spots early in the game where I thought Josh was playing a little little gunslingery um one particular pass I remember going into triple coverage and I was like are we gonna you know calm down today and then he kind of really settled in and was just taking the profits and you know it was we didn't go beyond 16 points for quite some time in this game and it, it was kind of you know pumping the brakes a little bit and realizing that you know he didn't have to get out there and try to score 50 points his defense was gonna you know keep the commanders down and it could be a game where you scored 20 23 points and win comfortably now obviously you know some things happen and they end up getting to 37 but it would have been a very comfortable win had they you know only got up to 20 points so like seeing this kind of game from josh where you know nobody's going to remember this game statistically nobody's you know it's going to be a forgotten game he went for 220 yards you know very pedestrian numbers um but it was also what he had to do in this game to get the win and we still got to see you know that that electric pylon 35 yard touchdown to gabe davis we still saw him thread the ball into some tight windows um but it, it was much more like as it needed to be done versus just kind of trying to jam it in there um he also did have you know three carries 46 yards and a touchdown today um and i thought i thought those were you know, good, smart runs from him. Uh, it wasn't hero ball, Josh. It was kind of picking his spots. He was sliding out there today, which is something you rarely see. Uh, but yeah, all around good day from Josh. And then I want to wrap up with, uh, well, Stefan Diggs and then the running backs. And in the first segment, I'm talking about how, you know, it's Diggs and everybody else and don't love that want to see other guys stepping up and knowing that we have the ancillary options if a team really 
you know, does its does its best to take away digs. Um, that being said, still love the game that Diggs had. I uh, can't take that away from him just because he was, you know, the only one having great success. But um, eight catches on 12 targets, 111 yards. Um, just a great game for Diggs. And it, it so often with Diggs, it, it feels like he has kind of these like quietish 100 yard games where it, it just keeps chipping away. And then you kind of look at the stat box and all of a sudden, he, yep, he's over 100 again. Um, so great consistency from him. Just great all around game. Um, there are a couple times where I, I would like him to uh, kind of see the three defenders coming in and, and you know, don't go for the yak on that one. Uh, we saw him with a little bit of an injury scare to his arm um, earlier in the game. Came back in, but um, when we're talking about the, <laughs> the receiver unit being, you know, Diggs and everybody else, I would like Diggs to be in there and be healthy. Um, and then wrapping up with the running back room, um, already touched on James Cook a little bit. 15 carries, 98 yards. Um, also added two catches for 14 yards. Um, and this is a game where, you know, it he was averaging about four yards a carry and, you know, ends up towards the end of the game busting out that 34-yard carry. Um, so, I, I mean, I guess getting close to the hundred is, is a little deceptive. Um, but still without that carry, he had what 14 for, you know, 60 something yards still averaging about four yards a carry, which is perfectly acceptable. And I'm not going to completely ignore the 30 yard run because that's what James cook brings to this running back room that we haven't really had that breakaway speed, um, that open field ability. Um, so that type of run is is one that he can conceivably crack at any point in any game. Um, I really love the way that this running back room is built. And we haven't seen, you know, like gaudy numbers from Latavius Murray and Damian Harris. Um, you know, they, they both had five carries for 15 yards today. Um, Latavius Murray getting the touchdown. Um but I, I think their their role on this team is going to be a little bit lost. Like if you're if you're just doing stat sheet scout scouting, you're not gonna really see the value that they're providing to this team. And it's that short yardage, it's the goal line, um, it's the tough running that I feel like we the team has wanted for years, you know, going back to um drafting Zach Moss and he never really kind of panned out in that role and we saw so much of it always fall to um, Josh Allen or when we had Singletary in the past it, it was kind of like if we ran it with him on third and one the offensive line was struggling so he had to you know make a person miss in the backfield to just get that one yard um so this is going kind of hand in hand with the improvement that we were seeing from the offensive line, um, but also just the running backs being able to just get downhill, go straight ahead. And, you know, it's, it's not a huge yards per carry. It's not huge volume. It's not huge yardage. Um, but in the context of the game, game script and, and what it's doing for the team, keeping drives alive, 
um, keeping hits off Josh Allen uh, and and kind of setting up a little bit of a little bit of variance. You know, how often did we line up last year? Third and one, fourth and one. It's going to be a Josh, you know, quarterback sneak or um, you know, kind of the naked bootleg, and we saw it over and over again. And to the credit, it, it still worked more often than not. Um, but if you're if you start having that consistent success with uh, Murray and Harris coming into the game on third and one, third and two, and that's what you keep putting on film is third and one, third and two. It's it's going to go up to these go to these guys right up the middle. Um, and all of a sudden you get everybody loaded up into the box and then you do the Josh Allen naked bootleg and there's nobody there to cover it. He's got to make one guy miss and it's, you know, a cornerback that Josh Allen can run through. Um, it, it just opens up another layer to the playbook and just every small thing that you can take off of being, you know, only Josh Allen is only going to help Josh Allen be better. It might change, you know, his stat lines like we see in a game like today you know the defense really you know pulling their weight today um getting a lot of production from the running game especially down the stretch we're we're gonna see games where josh allen's numbers look more pedestrian uh i don't really care what the stat sheet looks like at the end of the game it's it's fun to see him throw for 350 yards and four touchdowns and you know, in particular, doing that in games where he has to. Um, but I, I'm here for the wins. And the more the team can contribute around him, and it's kind of like you're winning with Josh Allen instead of like you're only winning because of Josh Allen, it's making you a more complete team. And, and hopefully that translates to more sustained, sustained success as we get into the playoffs where we've seen, you know, teams come up short look a little flat not have answers outside of josh being a hero um so all around a ton to like from this game um up next for the bills like i mentioned before miami dolphins um they're coming off a, a heater today 70 points that's crazy um but we'll be here next monday to talk about that game hopefully we're talking about another uh, bills win um uh, just a couple of things want to thank you again for tuning in today um, if you have made it this far, please make sure you like, share, subscribe, tell a friend. Um, we have episodes coming out every Monday, um, so make sure you're you're tuning in. Uh, make sure you check out the Wandering Buffalo website, wanderingbuff.com. Our producer, Jake, does great work on the website. We have articles up, um, kind of just breaking down some things that we don't talk about on the show. We have a couple other writers getting involved, um, so a lot of good stuff going on over there. Um, and then we do have dropping this week, um, the shirt that I am wearing today. It is our, um, wandering Buffalo breast cancer shirt, uh, for the month of October. It's going to be dropping this week. Um, anybody that's listened to the show, um, for a while, um, may know that, um, my wife is currently in a battle with breast cancer. So this shirt means a lot to me. Um, we're going to be taking the proceeds that we get from this shirt and, um, donating it to the American cancer society for, you know, cancer research, um, whatever they do with it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's something that touches the lives of so many, but has become deeply personal, um, to me 
as of you know recent events so i uh, appreciate any support that you can give there and hey other than that we'll talk to you next week and as always go bills Bye.